0: We've made huge strides in cancer research and care over the previous decades. If we go all the way back to the 1970s, the picture was bleak with only one in four people in the UK surviving their cancer for 10 years or more. Since then, survival for all cancers combined has doubled. Additionally, since the mid-1980s, more than a million lives had been saved, with UK mortality rates falling by 10% in the last decade alone. This is because of groundbreaking research, exciting discoveries, new clinical trials, tests and treatments, which have all brought us not just hope, but progress. We now live in a world where a vaccine, developed through decades of research, clinical trials and NHS screening programmes, is expected to prevent almost 90% of cervical cancers. This is an era where virtual reality labs can study tumours and unpick the toughest problems facing how we understand cancer. But sadly, all the gains we've made over the past decades are at real risk of stalling. The cancer crisis is urgent. Every day, people affected by cancer face anxious waits for tests and treatment, reflected in month after month of missed cancer waiting time targets. The last time they were all met in England was in 2015. Compared to similar countries, the UK is lagging behind when it comes to improvements in cancer survival. And the challenge ahead is only set to grow. By 2040, we project that there will be over 500,000 new UK cancer cases each year. And for cancer research, we've identified a funding gap of more than a billion pounds in the next decade, putting the UK's world-leading research at risk. That's why, in late 2023, Cancer Research UK embarked on an ambitious policy development programme, giving a voice to the millions of patients and thousands of researchers are demanding for real progress in cancer research and care in the UK. Ahead of the next general election, the charity has published an ambitious cancer plan called Longer Better Lives, a manifesto for cancer research and care and a programme for government, which could help the UK avoid 20,000 cancer deaths a year by 2040. But why is the manifesto so important and why now? Well, that's why I'm here. I'm Sophie Wedekind, and over the course of the next few episodes of this new series I'll be speaking to some of the people involved in its development to uncover why it's needed and the impact it could make. So to begin our journey I spoke to Sean Walsh, head of public affairs and campaigns at Cancer Research UK to learn more about the key things we want the UK government to do to improve cancer research and care and ultimately save more lives
1: almost one in two people will get cancer in their lifetime. So that's a family in every constituency. And we know that we need to do more in this country to be able to compete in the research environment the global life sciences market. So we can't stand still. And if we do stand still, we fall further behind. So the manifesto is Cancer Research UK's thinking in terms of what do we need to do to dramatically improve cancer survival in this country? What do we need to do to improve the research environments, to enhance research so we can uh, improve outcomes for patients? So the reason why now is so important, and most people listening to this, I think will be aware that 2024 will be a general election year. So we know that all political parties are now developing their own manifestos. Uh, they're thinking that they will go to the electorate with in order to win their support at a general election. And we want to make sure that improving cancer survival, improving the research environment is a critical part of all those um political manifestos. Because research can take us so far in beating cancer, but actually we need politicians to play their part as well. They have their hands on the policy levers that we know are critical to driving forward change. And now is the moment they're listening. So now is the time we need to provide the evidence and insight of the things that we need to see happening to improve that.
0: And if you were to summarise longer, better lives into key themes, what would they be?
1: Well, I guess the, the, the key headline Um, Sophie is really about well, what do we want to achieve you know what is this thing for Um, and our overall ambition with the manifesto and the associated program for government is to help prevent 20,000 cancer deaths every year by 2040 that's what it all adds up to. And we think achieving this would be a huge legacy that any incoming government would be proud of. And The way that we've set this out is across five missions. So firstly, we're looking at the first mission, which is about rebuilding the UK's global position in research. So an example of that is that we know that there is around a a more than £1 billion funding gap for cancer research over the next decade. So we need an incoming government to work with us and others. It's not just about government money, it's about how do we work together to address that gap and really accelerate progress in cancer research. Um, The second mission is around prevention. How do we prevent more cancer cases? So we think that an incoming government in the first year of a general election should have taken action to raise the age of sale of tobacco products, and start to implement uh, measures to help people who quit smoking. So the aim of that is that if we make England smoke-free, for example, yeah, we'd prevent around 18,200 cancer cases in England by 2040. And that's why we're backing uh, the Prime Minister's um, bill that we expect uh, next month to introduce uh, raising of the age of sale on tobacco products, a big, big step forward uh, in, in, in reducing a uh, number of cancer cases. The third uh, mission is around how we diagnose cancers earlier and reduce inequalities. We know that it is absolutely critical to diagnose cancer early to secure the best outcomes and best treatment options. So we think there needs to be uh, plans to redu- reduce late-stage diagnosis, I think there's an opportunity to transform and optimize cancer screening programs, particularly around issues like lung cancer. And we need to bring in further considerations about how do we reduce inequalities in cancer, um, both in terms of access to services, but also in terms of um, the groups that are more uh, likely to get cancer for, for, for lots of different reasons. And that's all detailed in the manifesto about how we could do that. The fourth um, mission of five is how we bring tests and treatments and innovations to patients more quickly. So this really reflects the fact that we know that uh, we must meet cancer waiting times. Any incoming government must make the commitment to meeting cancer waiting times by the end of next parliament. We also need to see how do we better resource the NHS so we plug the gaps in workforce. We address. Infrastructure and capital problems which are hindering the services' ability to respond to demand. People in the NHS are doing an amazing job, but there are too few people in there to do the job well. We need a focused uh, plan of action to recruit the necessary cancer professionals to meet demand for diagnosis and treatment. And then the final mission is really how do we build a national movement to beat cancer? How do we work together? How do we make this? a national drive really to improve cancer outcomes in this country. So key thing that we and others uh, across the sector have been calling for is for a government to publish a 10-year cancer strategy for England. We don't have one at the moment. This government did actually start uh, developing one and then that was paused uh, and that was disappointing because we know when we look at international evidence, countries that have a dedicated, funded, long-term cancer plan, improve cancer outcomes. This needs dedicated political focus backed by a long-term strategy. So those are the five missions. As I said, there's much more detail in the, in the manifesto and the program for government. The program for government itself is 200 pages plus uh, long with lots of detail, lots of evidence. But those are the headlines that we're looking uh, to see delivered through the manifesto work.
0: You know, what would you say to people who are listening to the podcast thinking, well, what can I do? How can I make sure that the next government takes up these missions? You know, I want to take, you know, I want cancer care and research in the UK to look better. What can I do to help?
1: Yeah, and I don't want to, um, you know, in that previous answer, I don't want it to feel like that's a massive task because actually behind these missions are evidence based uh, proven steps that can be taken, um, a number of which are quite straightforward. So um, this is something positive. It is a manifesto built on what can be done. And it's absolutely critical, as you say, for those people who are listening who are care about uh, improving cancer services and cancer outcomes, this is your moment. There's a huge amount you can do uh, to join and help us um, in amplifying the asks that we've set out in the manifesto. The key thing is that this is a general election year. And in the lead up to a general election, when all political parties are developing their manifesto, it is the time when politicians should be listening to their constituents. They should be listening to you and me about our experiences and the things that we think need to happen to improve uh, this country. So, this is the opportunity for people listening to have their voice heard. There are a number of ways in which you can do that. So, uh, we have an open letter uh, to all the party leaders which outlines our calls for making cancer a political priority leading up to the general election and for them to make clear commitments to improving cancer outcomes in their forthcoming manifestos. We've had over 12,000 people sign that letter uh, in less than a month. And so listeners will be joining um, a growing number of people who are lending their voice to the campaign and asking the political parties to make cancer a priority. You can support our general election campaign, which we'll be launching in the coming months. And if you sign our open letter, you'll receive updates on that and how you can get involved. But this is about how can we engage MPs? How can we speak to prospective parliamentary candidates? Opportunities for people listening to join us and become Cancer Research UK ambassadors. We are blessed at Cancer Research UK that we have so many people who raise money for us. They will volunteer for us in our shops. Do fun runs, but also people want to lend their voice to the campaign work we do. And our ambassador program is the opportunity for people to do that, to take further actions, to engage their local politicians, to support the calls we have to make cancer a political priority for all parties in a general election year. So have a look at the website join us. It's a growing group of people. We don't just work alone. We are working with other cancer charities as well to see what we can do together to amplify uh, the issues we all know are so important to improving cancer survival in this country.
0: While I was chatting to Sean, something he highlighted was the amount of collaboration it took to create longer, better lives. He said its development was a labour of love, but one that isn't carried alone from patients to researchers and even outside organisations, this really had an input of a whole community of people because this manifesto is for everyone and its outcome will affect everyone. So like Sean mentioned, to help our mission, you can sign the open letter to all party leaders by clicking the link in our show notes. Now that we know what the manifesto is... I'm on my own mission in the lead-up to the next general election to find out more about the barriers that people with cancer currently face and how some of the missions in Longer Better Lives could help. So make sure you tune into the next episode where I'll be talking to Dr. Mei Ling to find out about her story and why the manifesto means so much to her. Thanks for listening to this episode of That Cancer Conversation, Longer Better Lives. This episode was produced by the Digital News Team at Cancer Research UK. All the resources mentioned in today's episode are linked within the show notes. If you want to be updated on when the next episode drops, you can subscribe to That Cancer Conversation on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and talk to you next time.